Set and forget leadership. Hand off that task as fast as possible and move on to other things. It's what we tend to do when we're in a hurry, but the biggest speed advantage this approach confers may be how quickly it can get us into trouble. Here's a way to think about how to delegate that task we've cooked up so that things function smoothly in the kitchen and nobody gets burned. Welcome to another podcast episode from Rapid Start Leadership, where we get straight to the point of learning to lead well using entertaining stories, revealing research, and providing tools to help you master the craft. Becoming a great leader is not easy, but we all have the potential to improve. Our goal is to help make the leadership learning curve a little less steep for you. Do you know Ron Papil? Maybe the name doesn't ring a bell, but I bet you've heard some of the phrases he's famous for. All your onions chopped to perfection without shedding a single tear. With this machine, you can slice a tomato so thin it only has one side. How much would you pay for all this? But wait, there's more. Starting to sound familiar? Ron's an inventor, salesman, and for as long as I can remember, a fixture on late-night television infomercials selling the gadgets he's come up with. Malcolm Gladwell profiled him as the pitchman in his book What the Dog Saw. Whether it was the pocket fisherman, a hairspray to hide your bald spot, or myriad gadgets to make kitchen work more tolerable, you can usually find him on the small screen pushing product. His engaging smile and infectious enthusiasm was enough to keep his studio audience on the edge of their seats and reaching for their credit cards. His most famous phrase is so memorable, he only has to say the first half, and his audience automatically chimes in with the rest. As he slips a whole chicken into the Showtime rotisserie barbecue cooker and turns the dial, he'd call out to the audience with a smile, Just said it? That's right, and the audience shouts back, and forget it. But I'm glad Ron was a salesman and not my leader, or he'd be guilty of a mistake leaders at all experience levels frequently make. When it comes to managing the workload, as leaders we know, it's delegate or die. But all too often, we don't put any thought into the process beyond figuring out what we can get off our desk and how quickly. Like Ron, we just want to toss that chicken in the oven, set it, and forget it. We come out of a meeting, we see Fred in the hall. We say, hey, can you take care of that Hasselmeyer thing? Thanks. There, chicken's in the oven. We check it off our list and we shift our attention to other things. It doesn't register to us that Fred was on his way to lunch, has other things on his plate, and sadly lacks mind reading skills. Who knows, he might even be vegan. Time passes and suddenly the phone rings and the boss wants to know what's up with the Hasselmeyer account. Or it's Hasselmeyer himself and he's upset. The ball's been dropped, results fell short, and people are not happy. Our first impulse might be to stutter in self-defense, but I told Fred, yet we already know better. And if we're foolish enough to keep talking in this vein, any words that follow amount to an abdication of leadership. Worse, if any of our teammates hear us, their respect for us is sure to drop several notches. We're not protecting the team, demonstrating loyalty, or building trust. We're hanging them out to dry. No, if it happened in our kitchen, our fingers are scorched, we have to own it. The best thing to do is to roll that infomercial back to the beginning. And instead of thinking of delegation like putting a chicken into one of Ron's 5-in-1 pocket fryomatic all-purpose cookers, think of it more like a barbecue. Before we can put our chicken on the grill, there's prep work to be done, like gathering fuel, lighting the fire, spreading coals, and trussing the bird. And in the same way to delegate well, there's a lot more to just set it than turning a dial. Before we give this chicken to Fred, we should have the answers to some important questions. First, who's the best fit for this task and how hard will it be for them? Where does it sit in the priority with other tasks that they're doing? Second, what resources or training will they need to be successful? And what's our role in making them available? Third, what decision authority will they have? 
And what triggers do we need in place to ensure they bring certain decisions back to us? Fourth, what does the final product look like and how will we know we've achieved it? What do we do with it when it's done? And fifth, what signs of progress or trouble along the way should we be watching for? That's a lot to think about, but we don't have to do it alone. One way to make this easier is to bring Fred in and have him participate in the discussion. Once you can answer these questions clearly together, it's finally time to give him the chicken and get him cooking. We also know that once the chicken's on the grill, we can't just walk away. If we want this meal to turn out right, we'll need to check on it once in a while. Is it browning evenly? Does it need seasoning? Will it be done on time? Is it thoroughly cooked? As Fred is cooking his chicken, if we've done the just set it part well, it shouldn't take much more than the occasional check under the lid to make sure nothing's burning or the flame hasn't gone out. Here are some things we can do. Schedule follow-up meetings to check on progress. Walk the floor to get a sense of what's going on. Double check that the resources and training we were supposed to provide came through. Look for ways to reduce obstacles that may be holding things back. And coordinate with the other cooks so that other parts of the meal are ready on time. The caution here is not to over-supervise the cook. Micromanaging our teammates can erode trust and foster disengagement almost as fast as blame shifting can. When that chicken comes out of the oven, it's our chicken, regardless of who the cook was. But if we're careful with our kitchen staff, it's much more likely to make for a pleasant meal for everyone. Set and forget leadership, the takeaway. Ron Papil gave us a memorable phrase that's become part of our cultural lexicon. But set and forget leadership is no way to run a kitchen, not if we want to avoid sullen chefs and dissatisfied diners. One last thing. Now that the chicken's done, we need some feedback, a taste test. Happy taste buds and satisfied customers are how we know if we've succeeded. Smart leaders hold an after-action review to capture what went well and learn from the missteps in the cooking process. That way, the next time we're tempted to just set it and forget it, we'll think twice about how we plan to roast that chicken. And when Mr. Hasselmeyer calls, it's to say thanks, and maybe to ask for seconds. Lead on. Thank you for joining us for this Rapid Start Leadership Podcast. If you like this episode, we hope you'll share it with a friend, subscribe, and rate it on your podcast platform of choice. For more information on this topic, helpful links, and additional tools to help you become a better leader, be sure to check the show notes and visit us at rapidstartleadership.com. Until next time, lead on.